This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Auto Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Auto Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. Get your motor running. All right, folks, welcome back to You Auto Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. We are the answer. This segment is brought to you by Hot Rods and Custom Stiff. 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. It place, you got to go there sometime, folks. I'm telling you, man. It's like going to Dave Kindig's uh, Bitchin' Rides, or it's like going to all, you know, all these other Hot Rods shows that you see on the History Channel, the Discovery Channel. But this is the real deal. Go to hotrodscustomstuff.com. You can also buy. Hoods, grills, uh, parts and pieces. <laughs> Randy's been saving stuff since the 60s. And High Seas Trading Company, if you love all the car shirts I wear, and you can even ask for a matching mask, go to highseastradingco.com. All right, hey, I talked to Mark uh, Zulk, uh, yes, uh, last week. He's Ford Media Manager, and he's got a great little interview about Ford finishing strong. Take a listen to this. Well, hey, folks, guess what? Ford's got a program out, and it's called Ford Finish Strong. And it doesn't mean finish, to be real honest with you. I was kind of questioning the title because Ford works 365 days a year to give back to the community, whether it's building cars or whether it is, you know, dealing with this pandemic. So I've got my good friend. Uh, we got Matt Zolk on the line. He's Ford Media Manager. And you guys have got an amazing program out right now. Why don't you tell the folks all about it? It's going to happen during the Super Bowl, which is going to be cool. You got it right, Dave. We're happy to come back to the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl 55, stay tuned, will be in San Diego as one of our key markets. It's uh, not actually a national campaign. We're targeting key markets, L.A., San Diego, state of California, where it matters most, and Texas and Florida as well. Uh, targeting COVID hotspots because we've got an important initiative. You mentioned it called Finish Strong. And it's really about encouraging society to just do what's right, to band together, to help end the pandemic together. And you do that through wearing PPE, socially distancing, et cetera. And we're really proud of the fact that we've distributed by mid-year, we will have distributed 120 million masks nationwide, uh, in addition to the other PPE distribution we've been doing since last March. Um, but this isn't really about us. It's about being a good corporate citizen and doing what's right in a, in a time like this. So. Uh, stay tuned to the Super Bowl. You'll see it live in the game as well as across digital and YouTube and Facebook and all the channels that we can reach the great audiences out there in San Diego. So so stay tuned. We're excited about it. Well, that that's amazing. So is this a new design for the N95 mask? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Dave. There's a, a clear N95 respirator that uh, we're actually expecting to certify the N95 standards of virus elimination very soon, but it, it's great because it's exactly what I said. It's a clear mask, and you can imagine for people that are either hearing impaired that read lips that that's fantastic for, or I'll just give you my own anecdote. I coach baseball, and, and both of my son's teams, you're, you know, you're yelling at six- and eight-year-olds, and when you're behind a mask, they can't see you, and they can't understand what you might be doing or might be asking for. So I found that, uh, you know, a clear mask like that can help in many scenarios. 
and just another way that Ford's stepping up to try to, you know, make this pandemic a bit easier as we go through it. But again, encourage people to, you know, put on the mask, do the right things so that we can get on the back side of this and get back to sporting events and get back to weddings with our families and, and all the things that we know and love from pre-pandemic days. Uh, but the clear mask is, is a piece of that to really serve a, a key need in the community. I, re- I never see you guys come up with the darndest ideas. I had never <laughs> even thought mask because there's nothing worse than talking to somebody that's got a big mask on and you can't see their face you can't see their expressions you can't and that kind of always bothered me uh and so now you guys well there you go and 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 i wear my mask in fact if you go to google put my name in and click on my youtube page you'll see not only do i wear a mask on tv but all my masks match my shirts so i mean if i'm going to do it I'm at least going to be a little bit stylish, but that is such a good idea. So are you going to make these clear masks uh, available to the consumers? Uh, Yeah, so we expect to have uh, masks available here very soon and obviously sending to the communities and and individuals that need them most. Uh, So that's from the the clear mask standpoint. And from, uh, you know, your standard reusable and disposable masks that we've been distributing for quite some time, we'll make those available through our dealership networks. Uh, People can go to FordFund.org. So that's all one word, FordFund.org, to understand local PPE distribution centers, many of them at dealerships in Southern California, uh, in order to get free masks. Because, again, finishing strong is all about doing what's right in the community to to help get on the backside of this thing. And, you know, we've got our world-class engineers stepping up with N95 respirators and all of the other PPE equipment like patient ventilators at 50,000 that have been distributed, Dave, since last March. 32,000 powered air purifying respirators for the frontline workers, 1.4 million washable isolation gowns. Just a a great effort by uh, many people that obviously aren't on the call with us today, but I'm I'm happy to represent them and all the great work that they're doing. Well, I tell you what, you just gave me a great idea. So uh, do you have any idea how when those will hit the Ford dealers? Because my point is I also, besides doing radio, I also do four TV segments a week on KUSI, which is the number one watch morning show. In fact, I'm the only guy in town doing cars. And what I'll do is I'll reach out to my to the local San Diego County Ford dealers, and I will bring some masks to TV with a couple of Ford cars and just let and give people, you know, let them know that these masks are available. I'm happy to do that for you as well. I love that, Dave. Thank you. It's a community and team effort, man. So that's uh, much appreciated. And we'll uh, we'll make sure we follow up with you to make exactly that happen. And can't thank you enough because it's it's a team game and, and love having you on the team. Yeah, well, as soon as you let me know, as soon as they'll be available at the dealers, and that way I'll make sure I schedule a day on TV just just uh, you know just for that and that alone. Because you know I, I know everybody. I, I, it, we're really. I don't know, even though California is the worst when it comes to vaccines right now, we're 50th out of 50 states, but the local communities are really stepping up. They're wearing their masks. They're staying distance no matter what. And and I think that this is just going to be an added value to where a consumer will be more apt to wear a mask knowing that it's clear. And I had never even thought of the folks that have to read lips. Never even dawned on me. I think that is just a phenomenal a reason to to bring out a clear mask for the general public. I think that's huge. Yeah, thanks, Dave. And again, back to the world-class engineering team. They build fantastic cars, trucks, utilities, and they flex in when when society needs it on things like clear masks too. So again, happy to be a part of the team. And we'll make sure that we certainly send you those masks so that uh, you can help us out and raise some of that awareness. 
All right. Well, okay, Matt. Well, hey, thank you very, very much. Uh, if people want more information, probably like go to www.ford.com slash masks. Fordfund.com slash masks. Again, Fordfund.com slash masks. We'd be happy to have you guys visit there. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you very much. Keep up the good work and think about that light bulb. I think that's a great – I always <laughs> like commercials. <laughs> Will do. Thank you for that, Dave. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. The segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service. Looking to get your car worked on by quality technicians? Express Auto Service has got them. They work on all my cars. Go to ExpressAutoServiceLaMesa.com. All right, hey, we got Christian Barclay on the line. How you doing, Christian? What is going on? Are you ready for some football? Well, I would if I wasn't doing radio till six o'clock tonight. <laughs> and I might you know, get it's just not the same unless it's live. Like recording it, it's just not the same. I know, I know, I know. That's yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh as I'm sure uh you know, we, we lost a journalist uh in uh on February fourth. I think you knew uh, knew him, Ron. Uh yeah, we had we'd met uh you know a couple times. Um uh we would talk bourbon. Yes, you guys did. That's right. Yeah, Ron Morehouse, just an amazing amazing guy. Or Moorhead. I always want to call him Morehouse. I think I even called it to his face too. So I I I just interviewed Sue Mead and uh, this in the last hour and we kind of dedicated the show to Ron. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, very man. nice, very nice. So Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Somebody made a comment because I was in the Nissan Armada, which is the Infiniti QX80, and they said, oh, good name because <laughs> it's huge. The thing is huge, like an Armada for sure. But I like the Q. Did you like the QX80? Yeah. So, so <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting that you brought it up, brought up the Armada and uh, and brought up the, the uh, you know, and the Infiniti because, you know, they're sisters or cousins. Um, the, the, a really, really big difference I'm understanding right now and talking to a colleague of ours is that the new Armada, if you were in the new one is, um, has been revamped and refreshed a bit mm-hmm. on the inside compared to the infinity. And so I'm a huge fan of body on frame, always have been mm-hmm. body on frame SUVs. Um, I didn't even drive the QX80 five minutes and I looked at Marlon and I'm like, I hate this SUV because I love it. Mm. You know, and of course, he's looking at me and he's like, that's totally something a woman would say, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I really, really love it. But at the same time, it's it's there's things that I want to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the way it handles and I love the space. And you know what? I feel like I fit in their target demographic, married, mm-hmm. two kids, mm-hmm. two kids that are older that need space to spread out, mm-hmm. three dogs, uh, love road tripping. Um you know, plenty of room for the kennels in the back, like you said, the cargo space. Um, I love the height of it. I love the way that the steering wheel feels. I love the the ride quality. I don't like that dual infotainment screen. See, now I'm going to stop uh, you right there. I loved it. What didn't you like about it? I like the fact that my nav is there. I can always stay on top of that. And I can always go below and deal with my music, deal with the uh, the, the you know, climate control 
I like that dual step. And you know what? And it may be a generational thing, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. No, Okay, I sweetie, I get you. No, 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 no. I think what it is in talking to friends and stuff is it like, because the first thing you said is I like the nav, right? Yeah. The thing is, I never use my cars for nav anymore because my phones are just that much more convenient. It talks to me. It's updated with traffic. It knows if there's a wreck. So I don't use, and, and it's funny because, you know, we live in a, um, in a, in a subdivision. It's gated. And it's anytime we're in a Nissan or Infinity, when we pull in, it says, attention, road ahead has limited access or whatever. You know, and we all, we've turned it into a joke. You know, yeah. the kids go, thank you, Captain Obvious. You know, <laughs> um, but, but, it, but it's kind of funny. But I, and I think that maybe that's part of it because I think people who do still use NAV um, and, and don't use their phones as much. Because, you know, you and I have talked about this. Like, there's, there's some people, um, especially like the, the younger generation, and I, and I mean younger than me, that love like CarPlay, like they're absolutely if a, uh, if a vehicle doesn't have CarPlay, forget it. They're, they're they won't deal with it. Uh, um, and and I'm you and I are kind of like no, nah, we'd we'd rather not deal with that. No. However, like today I had to go to the to the vet and I had to go to a vet I've never been to before, and you know I just put my phone in the like where the cup holders are, and just had it nav and it you know it talked to me the whole way and and I did it that way. So I I think it's, I think that's what it is. I also think, and again I love the QX80. I want to see a couple changes. Love the way it looks on the outside. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's handsome. It's sophisticated. It's elegant. It says luxury. On the inside, I would like to have the option of a heads-up display. Um, yeah. I want to see a digital speedometer. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I think part of that is that the competitors, like Escalade, which I just recently reviewed, have knocked it out of the park so mm-hmm. much with the new technology that when I get in a vehicle that, that has – older technology not and i'm not saying old right because it's changing so quickly right. but you know the analog and not the digital speedometer i think that's where i go well wait a minute you know i just got spoiled by this technology that wowed me but but i've got a friend that's in the market they want a qx80 they're going from an infinity sedan to a qx80 they're going from a 2005 wow i had them look at it because they're in, you know they're in the market and to her, it was just phenomenal, you know, because she's going from a 2005. So it's all relevant. Yeah. I'm not I'm not knocking it by any means. I'm just saying that I'm looking forward because it's overdue for a refresh, and I'm yeah. really excited when they do it because at that point, um, I, I think it's going to be the MVP of, of SUVs. Well, and doesn't it still ha- – correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I've had like three cars a week now for the last six months, and I'm just – they all blend together. Doesn't that still have a manual – emergency brake on the left side you know what that's a good point i think so i, I think don't 100% so rec- remember but yeah i think so it's not the end of the world it's not the, it's like toyota's cruise control that they've had since 1982 hanging off the right side of your steering column you know what i'm saying i know it's not broke it still works why are you asking for something that we don't need to do i get it but when you're trying to you know review vehicles you try to like to see if they're keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak. And that, I was just very surprised to see a, a foot-operated emergency brake. It just it just surprised me. Well, and so the funny thing about that is Marlon, when Marlon gets in a vehicle, if it has the auto hold, if it has the you know the push button, mm-hmm. it, it, he's still used to that, that old school way. And so, you know, I've had him sit in cars before going, okay, where's the doggone thing? I can't find it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of laugh about it. You know, the other thing that they do, and it's kind of an Infinity Nissan thing, and I I think it may be because Japanese made, but 
they have their their heated steering wheel. It's far down on the left. It's, yeah. it's weird, like, if they had a heads-up display, the control would be. And that always throws me. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. When they do update, I want to see it, like, a little bit more user-friendly. Mm-hmm. When I was kind of scrolling through, because friends had asked me. I've got, you know, a couple friends interested in that vehicle right now. And they were asking about the gas mileage. And I said, let me drive it a little more because at first it was really off. It was super thirsty. And I said, let me reset it and mm-hmm. kind of not not start stop it. You know how we'll start stop vehicles and take pictures and whatever, sure. and that just messes everything up, yeah, right? Every time, every and time. I still only got four I still only got fourteen miles a gallon, but it took me a while scrolling through the menu. Um and I think that that's something, you know, when they update, they can make it a little more user friendly because I couldn't do it. A lot of them now, you know, when you're driving down the road, it's so user friendly you can kinda just scroll to whatever you want really quickly. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I yeah. was having to kinda as a matter of fact I kept hitting you know how you hit the button and it changes the radio station, you're <sighs> like, Are you serious? Don't even get frustrating, right? Oh, it's so well. Here's an one. Name me the last time that you took a trip and you were going to reset the odometer, the trip meter. Where did you do that? I, I I swear I have not had a vehicle in the last year and a half to two years that I can very comfortably push a button and reset the trip meter. Because what I like to do, I know it's old school, but Marlon will understand it. I don't always like to rely on the average mile per gallon. I kind of like to do the math just to see, you know, where what did I really do and what did the car tell me I did. But I can't find a place to reset the trip meter on these cars. And it's not just an infinity. That's on just about everything I've driven. I think the only yeah. one, Toyota maybe has a button on the left up on the pod someplace. But there's no way to, to reset your trip meter. Yeah, you're right. It's totally, it's not the same. I mean, you can do it, but you're having to dig through, you know, yeah. menus and, and yeah, if, if you want to, same thing like um, tire pressure, you know, where not all vehicles are the same, you're scrolling through the menu. I know we had a vehicle not too long ago and I kept saying, I, I'm, one of the tires is low, you know, just the way it was driving. I'm like, one of, and, I, and I looked and I couldn't tell just looking at them and I kept going through the menu and going through the menu and I was like, this is driving me nuts. Like yeah. I had to pull over and, you know, I think it took me 10, 15 minutes to, to kind of figure it out. And considering yeah. we're in cars all the time, shouldn't have taken me that long no. uh, not in the infinity it was not in the qx80 no no I no will say going back to that this suv is a beast it's a five six liter v8 yeah. that's why it's thirsty it's a uh, beast. but it puts out 400 it is a beast but it puts out 400 horsepower it's got plenty of power yeah. it can tow up to 800 uh excuse me not 800 8500 pounds right. um and it's got the space it's a great family vehicle my only, you know, like I said, my only kind of warning or caveat is if you're looking at the competitors and you're, because I always tell people like limit, you know, get down to two, three vehicles that you want. And then, and then call drive me. All three. Yeah, then call me. Well, no, then go drive all three back to back in similar situations, see what you want. And the problem right now, until they update it, is if you go drive the Escalade or the Navigator or the mm. Mercedes-Benz CLS, it's competitors. They're just very... I don't even want to say very. They're just different. They're more ahead with the technology and the infotainment than this Infinity is. And it's something that Infinity was probably fixing right now. They're probably working on it now, and it'll probably you know be revamped soon. And I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm not, I'm not one for excuses, but let's face it. Nissan Infinity has had a pretty rough road to travel in the last two to three years. Um everything from corporate issues to so consequently the goal of the company was not to bring you a better product the goal of the company was to stay afloat and if you talk to anybody from corporate now i think they've got like 10 new vehicles coming out in 20 months 
the refreshes are right around the corner. I don't know if you've seen the Zoom on the Frontier. Uh, they're talking about bringing the Xterra back. Uh, they say they're not, but but yet Automotive News kind of hints that they are. So I think Nissan and Infiniti are on a on a rebound right now. And I think if we just give them that opportunity to get their feet back on the ground and get going in the direction they were going before they got into a little bit of a situation, I think we're both going to see exactly what we're asking for. Oh, definitely. And also, you know what? Here's the thing. If tech is not your focus, and, and I'm not saying that, that it's mine, I'm just saying, like, if you're if, if there's things like, the you know, I'm big on the digital spotter. Yeah. It's just my thing. I'm, I kind of get stuck on it. I don't like the dual infotainment. You do. Yeah. If that's not your thing, then yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with this vehicle. No. Um, uh-uh. you know, go test drive one, you'll fall in love with it. Right. So, um, well, we have know, a tendency and, and, to be critical. You know, we have a, I mean, it's just a natural reaction, and that's to be a little bit critical because we look at so much. Like, for example, I'm in the Telluride SX. I love the fact that when you do the left turn signal and the right turn signal, a camera appears on your on your instrument panel. So you got a camera shooting down either the left or the right side, depending on which way you flip the switch. I love that. I think that should be mandatory on every car built. You know, so it's these little things that get gets us excited. And and sitting in the seat, I love the seat. I mean, that probably out of a car. What's the most important for me to get in it, sit down, and I have to say, oh yeah, this is this is it. This is what I'm looking for. Well, and the thing, too, is, you know, and that's why I remind people, because, you know, you and I, we've got people that are coming to us all the time. And all the right time. Right now, I've got several friends shopping for vehicles, and they've asked me some things. And, you know, I keep reminding them that, like, look, just because I drive a different car every week and just because I'm in one of the cars that you're interested in, you know, I like IPAs. You might like stout. Bingo. You know, I like bourbon. You might like wine. Right. And you have to understand that that carries over in vehicle shopping. And so I... You know, who my friend that was asking me about it, and mm-hmm. I was I was telling her, I said, look, I really like it. I said, I don't like the dual screen. I'm used to the bigger screens, mm-hmm. you know, that some cars are using. Right. And I said, but that's my personal preference. Right. And, you know, she, I sent her some pictures, and she goes, yeah. She goes, that doesn't bother me at all. You know, just like it doesn't bother you. I know. Um, you know, and the big thing for her is the fact that that tailgate has so much clearance, you know, the power lift gate. And then the room, she moves dogs around a lot there you because go. she helps foster. Yeah. And so she's like, you know what? I can put three kennels at least. Yeah. Um, you know, back here and and transport dogs. And I'm like, that's great. So, you know, again, love the body on frame. Love the way it drives. Yep. It's a little bit thirsty. Three yep. trim levels, and the one that I was in was in the premium, so it rang up at seventy nine thousand four ninety. Yeah. Um, and I think the premium's the mid level, right? Lux is basic, premium, and then the Century's the top line. So you can you can go even more expensive if you want. Yeah, if you want to. No, I'm right there with you. That's like there's a lady right now; she can't decide between a Toyota Tundra or a Ram fifteen hundred. <laughs> I go, oh. just go drive them, and then you tell me which one you enjoyed the most. Yeah, but can't you tell me? I go, no, I can't tell you. I go, because that's like an apple and an orange. You got to go drive them both, and whatever makes you happy, you call me, and I'll find you a dealer. All right, kiddo, how do people find you? Yeah, so uh, on the website, focusdailynews.com, that's news. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at ndph2o if you want to see pictures of cool cars. I think I've got a cool one coming on Tuesday. And on Facebook, follow Brian, Dave, and myself at facebook.com backslash YAK radio. All right. All right, kiddo, go pop some popcorn and enjoy the game. Thanks. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Brian Armstead, 
is going to give you his take on the 2021 Volkswagen Jetta GLI. I just had that one myself. Should be a good review right here on Yeah, You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Right, this segment is brought to you by S San Diego RV Center. Where we'll get your trailer, your uh, motorhome, anything you need done. San Diego RV Center is the place to be. Go to San Diego RV Center. Dot com, John's Automotive Care, Nap Auto Care, ASC Certified, Master Techs, in-house, warranties good, clear across the United States. Go to John's with an S, johnsandiegoautorepair.com for locations and phone numbers. And make sure you tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. Got Brian Armstead on the line, driving the 2021 Volkswagen Jetta GLI. I just had that vehicle myself. I really liked it. It was a great little car. What would you think, Brian? I think it is a great little car, Dave. And, you know, when you think about the cost of entry for Volkswagen products across the board, they're superbly contented and Mm value-priced. You can get a base uh, four-cylinder Jetta for like 18 and some change if you just want a base out the door Volkswagen uh, Jetta. This GLI model that I'm driving comes in at 26245 but it's so well-contented, you know, it makes it a nice alternative to a Kia or a Hyundai or an Accord or a Camry if that's what you want. Now, I know Accord and Camry are more in the Passat category of cars, but, um, you know, for less than $30,000, you have a safe, German automobile that's well-built, well-contented, of who to drive. This thing has a a 228-horsepower four-cylinder turbo with a six-speed manual transmission. Or you can get an available seven-speed dual-clutch automatic, which is also a who to drive, and it just goes. I mean, in order to get all 228 horsepower, Dave, you have to fill it with premium fuel. If you fill it with regular fuel, the computers take over. They knock back the horsepower a bit. You're probably still pushing close to 200 horsepower on regular fuel. And for a small car like small car like the Jetta, it's it's a really superb vehicle to drive. Had a chance to drive it in the snow today. We had some more snow today in the area. It does very well in the snow. It's a front wheel drive platform. Uh, I found no you know untoward behavior trying to get off the line. And you actually have an advantage, Dave, as you know, when you're driving a manual transmission in the snow because you can start in second gear and you don't have all that wheel spin that you get with a first gear launch. Some automatic transmissions will automatically sense the the wheel spin and put you in second gear anyway. I have a car that automatically starts in second gear no matter what, my uh, my Mercedes SL. But again, that's you know it's a 600 horsepower car. It's a whole big difference in terms of torque off the line. So with this manual transmission, you are in control. There's still a large group of people out there who love rowing the gears, Dave. I'm one of them. I don't enjoy it as much as I used to, because quite frankly, when you live in in LA or San Diego or Washington D.C. or Atlanta, Georgia, 
the traffic, as you know, because you live it every day, mm. is a nightmare. Now, even with COVID, it's still we still have some monumental traffic jams in the area. And, you know, when you're stuck rowing gears and you've got to come to a stop every 10 feet because some loser is looking at the state police pulling somebody over on the side of the road and creates a five-mile backup, uh, you know, it's just a little frustrating. And I, I've grown, you know, at, at, at 61 years old, I don't feel like doing that sometimes. But when I'm not stuck in traffic, there's no better fun than rowing the gears on a nice country road or even on a highway where you can just, like, you know, get up to speed and drop it down to five from six gear in order to accelerate or drop it down to four if you really want to blow somebody away. Um, it's just a real fun car to drive. It's tight. It's quiet. It's got a lot of features. Well content, and including their IQ Drive adaptive uh, uh, cruise control, which is very uh, progressive on a vehicle with this price point. It's got the Volkswagen virtual cockpit. I've got a tack on the left, a virtual tack on the left, got a virtual speedometer on the right, and in between I can choose between oil temperature and speedometer or energy, what's what's costing me the most in energy, what my range is. I've got 365 miles left in this tank. Um, what my fuel economy in miles per gallon, my oil temperature, I think I said that already. So, uh, you know, you have a comprehensive uh, gauge display. Uh, fit and finish, fat steering wheel for flat bottom, red trim stitching on it, well-contented plastics throughout, no cheap feel to them. I've got polished aluminum plating on the steering wheel, on the, on the uh, pedals, the clutch pedal, the dead pedal, brake and gas pedal, shifting uh, uh, aluminum shifts around on the uh, shifter, aluminum pulls on the doors. And you can tell they're aluminum because they're cold. <laughs> You know, real metal gets cold in the wintertime. And a really nice sunroof. It's not a full-panel sunroof, but you don't need a full-panel sunroof on a car like this. And it covers the entire front seat. So I've got to say that, um, you know, when you compare it to the cars that are out there, it's really well done. They also have the uh, LED light strip that you find on a lot of BMWs and Mercedes. It's a red LED light strip. I haven't dug into the menus yet to see if I can change the color of it as I'm sure they have some options for colors, but it's just, it just gives you a good feel. And, um, you know, I always try to buy my cars based on safety day. When my daughter first started driving, I bought her a Volkswagen Passat because it had, it was one of the few models at the time that I could afford that had electronic stability control. So Volkswagen has always been a leader in terms of safety, um, I just can't I can't think of enough good things to say. Style wise, it's gorgeous. It's got some funky lines on the on the side that look a little Hyundai Elantra sometimes. Uh they're not typical, you know, Volkswagen styling is typically pretty conservative, but they've gone a little a little funky with the uh lines on the side, you know, like a character line up above uh the baseline, the midpoint of the car, and it looks good. And it looks good. You have LED daytime running lights and high-intensity LED um, headlights. They've done a real nice job with the car. There are two trims available with the um, GLI, S, and Autobahn. Uh, it's got VW's next-gen telematic system called CarNet, and all models are equipped with in-car Wi-Fi capability. You have to subscribe to a plan, but they do have that in-car Wi-Fi capability. 
Uh, you can get an optional blackout package, which looks pretty cool because I have a, a nice colored gray uh, on the car. So gray with the blackout wheels looks real slick. Black roof, black mirror caps, and a black spoiler. And um, even if you add a series of options, you're still well under $30,000 for a very, very well-contented automobile. So I just wanted to say um, hats off to uh, to Volkswagen for building a superb car. You can go to VW.com and check it out, uh, the Volkswagen Jetta GLI. Dave, we talked about safety a little bit. And as you know, my daughter Eden was involved in an automobile accident this week, uh, last week actually, since Sunday is the first day of the new week. She was a Lexus ES350, a 2010 model. And there would have been a time, back when Eden started driving, I would not have put her in a Lexus automobile because they just weren't up to the safety standards that I demand for anybody in my family, particularly a child of mine, even though she's an adult, she's not a child anymore. But, you know, she, um, she, was, she was driving home from work. A drunk driver came across six lanes of traffic, hit a Honda CRV in front of her, and pushed the car into her. And it was just a messy scene. It was very the debris everywhere. But the next day, terribly sore and, you know, shoulder hurting and all this, she said, Daddy, please thank Lexus for me for saving my life. And she had an accident on her mom's um, RX and also came through flying colors in that vehicle before. So I, I wrote on Facebook, as you saw, uh, to thank Lexus for upping their game. You know, back in the day, Dave, if you wanted a safe car, you had to buy a Saab or a Volvo or a Mercedes or a BMW or an Audi. That's not the case anymore. Subaru is one of the highest rated safety cars with the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. It's a Japanese brand. Kia and Hyundai do well with their brands. Those are from South Korea. As uh, Toyota and Lexus do, do great with their brands. Those are from Japan. You know, Chevy and Ford. Ford has always been at the top of the game, if you ask me. But Chevrolet and Chrysler have also, or Stellantis now, have also upped their game. Uh, you know, even pickup trucks, which used to be a joke, because if you flipped a pickup truck, your roof was going to crush on you mm -hmm. because they weren't required to meet the same roof crush standards as passenger automobiles. Now you can roll a pickup truck and live to tell the story. You can roll an SUV and live to tell the story. So I just want to say hats off to all of the manufacturers who are doing a great job in, um, in keeping these cars safe. And, and lastly, Dave, I want to give a, a shout-out up in heaven to uh, one of our colleagues, Ron Moorhead. Mm -hmm. Ron was a hell of a guy. He passed this week from cancer, 72 years old, way too young. You know, I always teased him. His name was Moorhead, but I used to call him Lesshead all the time, just to <laughs> joke with him all of the time. He was a mountain of a man, about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, barrel-chested, strong as an ox, always wore cowboy boots, a hat, had a nice Texas-style buckle on all the time. Uh, just a, gen a genuine gentleman well-respected in the industry, well-respected amongst our, our crew, Dave. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot from him. You know, one time we were on a Mercedes-Benz trip, and uh, there was a forest fire over the next hill. You know, Mercedes was trying to figure out whether they were going to bring us or not. And at night, when you looked up at the mountains, they had kind of a, a orangish, reddish, weird kind of glow to them. And I'm like, you know, um, Ron, you're a former line jumper. You know, you, you're a former firefighter out in the wilderness. What does that mean? So he broke it all down to me, how the heavy layer of, of moisture tamps the fire down at night, and then when the daytime comes and that moisture barrier lifts, then the fire starts raging again. 
So I'm going to miss him. He was a quality individual. And I uh, just want to give a shout-out to uh, Ron Moorhead, one of the best uh, to do it in this business. And uh, Dave, I'm about to uh, go in here and watch another one of the best to ever do it in the business, Mr. Tom Brady, get his thing on in the Super Bowl. Ooh, let's hear it for the old guys is what I got to say. Yeah, well, you know, what I'm talking about too. it's sad that Ron left us, but he left us all with great stories. And that's absolutely that's, that's a legacy. Him and Art Gould. I still think of yeah. Art every single day. Now I'll be thinking of Ron every single day. Uh, had yeah, Sue Meat had Sue up. Meat on uh, in the first hour talking uh, her exploits at Dakar, and you know we I kind of dedicated the show to her. And, I mean to to Ron in her show, just because right. you know she knew she knew him just like all of us knew him. And Sue Mead and Amy Lerner, uh, great off road ladies. It was it was a great show. All right, buddy. Hey, nice. You know, I go enjoy the Super Bowl. Go put your feet up and enjoy. And we will talk to you next week. How do they follow you around? On Instagram and Twitter at Road Gear Sun. And I uh, just want to give a shout out also to Brendan. Haven't worked with you in a while, Brendan. Always good to hear your voice on the phone, bro. By the way, you did hear that boo. Oh. Did you hear that boo? Uh, you know, he's a, he's a young boy. He doesn't know what's up, man. He needs to, he needs to get with the program. I managed to beat him down a little bit while I was waiting to come on the air, so I think he's okay. You know. <laughs> well, he did admit. He, I says the only reason you don't like him is because he's beat the pants off of your team. I said, exactly. but what? A, but what about a talent? He says, well, yeah. Recognize the body of work. Yeah, Thank you very much. I mean, the great, the greatest, the greatest man. Recognize the body of work, man. That's right. I can't wait for the game. It's going to be a good one. Has nothing to do with the uniform. Has everything to do with the people. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. All right, brother. Take Please care. Have fun, and we'll talk, talk to you next week. Wait a minute. Who you gonna, who's going to win? I'm, I'm TV 12 all the way, man. Come on, Bucks all the way, man. <laughs> Tampa, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right, folks. That's it, Brandon. Just turn that guy off, will you? This is FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to You Ought to Know right here on FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Convoy Auto Service. Go to ConvoyAutoRepair.com, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified, Master Tech, can't beat it. And Bumper Doc, Kearney Mesa, scratches, dings, and dents. Nobody, absolutely nobody does it better than Bumper Doc. Give them a call, tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. Hey, I got an interview with Carl uh, Widman. He's a Ford Performance Chief Engineer. And the new Raptor coming out has got a little bit of firefighter or jet fighter influence. Take a listen. Guess what, folks? You thought Raptor was good before? Well, the Raptor F-150, they've thrown some fire uh, fighter uh, jet influence into it. We got Carl Woodman on the line. He's Ford Performance Chief Engineer. And by the way, he's a fan of Janet's in Alpine, which I'm totally stoked about that just for itself. So, Carl, what is up with this, uh, what's up with this fighter pilot thing? Yeah, you know, that's part of our styling. So um, what uh, the styling team did, uh, they spent some time going, looking at trophy trucks and, you know, trying to understand, you know, Raptor dinosaur or Raptor fighter plane and really trying to figure out how they want to design the Gen 3. 
And what they ended up coming out with is we have a lot of inspiration from the original Gen 1 and the original trophy truck look of a big horizontal uh, feel to the front end. We dragged that FORD as far as we can across the front, and we dragged uh, the hood across the front with a nice hood vent. And then what they did for fun is if you look real hard on the uh, fender vents, they're actually designed off those stealth features of the intake of an F-22 fighter. So that's kind of how they had some fun uh, on uh, putting their touch on the car, giving it a little bit of attitude from the side view. Uh, and if you take a look at the side view, what they also did is take a kind of a character line highlight that basically gives it like a, a dust plume, uh, as it were, as it's standing still with the, the crease in the, uh, in the fender and then the box side outer. So those guys spent a lot of time trying to make sure that the looks uh, really came up to match that capability we put into the suspension with an all-new 5-link in the rear that has 15 inches of travel. And then wow. the front suspension's been all new, modified, so it's got 14 inches of front travel. So those combined together to give, you know, that capability to drive it at highway speeds in the desert and Borrego. You know, we spent a lot of time out there making sure that uh, we can ride a 1,000 miles in the desert and uh, be durable, that all our parts are still intact, and uh, really that Baja durability that's always been part of the F-150 Raptor. Well, I have to tell you, I was lucky, and I use the word lucky because a lot of journalists would have loved to have done what I did, and I went out to Borrego with you guys uh, with the first Gen 1. And I was right, I don't know her name, I apologize, but it was a young lady who did uh, squeaks and rattles and 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 NVH and all that. And I was riding with her, and we were going through the whoops, and I'm, you know, I'm, it's not my truck, so I'm doing about 25, 30 miles an hour. She goes, come on, hammer it. I go, excuse me, hit it. So I, so I take off, and this truck is just like butter. He goes, okay, start throwing it left and right. I go, throw it left and right. Ah! And it was, that has stuck with me since day one, I'm telling you. And then to go down the hill using uh, the braking system without touching any pedals, and I can still remember the PR guy or the guy, the event guy saying, if I see taillights, you're buying beer. I mean, the Raptor, I think, really has been one of the most iconic trucks. I don't care what the competition's doing. Nobody has done it as good as Ford has done. I mean, you're right. It's a trophy truck that you can slap numbers on the doors, head to the Baja, head to King of Hammers, go wherever you want to go, and if you can drive, you're, you're, you're going to win with that thing. And to be able to do some styling cues, I cannot wait to see this truck. Yep, it is, uh, you know, all that customer passion is really what gives us the engineering inspiration to really push the limits of, of what we can bring to market, right? So not only do we uh, pretty much change every chassis part on the truck, right, we actually brought 37-inch wheels and tires from the factory. What? Yeah. 37s? Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, you're killing me, brother. You're killing me. That yeah, it's but I bet it drives. I bet it. I bet it drives better than the last gen, right? Or the last year, right? Absolutely, right. You're always 
trying to make it as best as it's going to be, and you're competing against yourself. So when you get in the truck, not only you got to step up two more inches, you know, it's a 37, but once you get behind the wheel, it gives you a killer capability, right? It's over 33-degree approach angle now, so it's, it you know, you can kind of do a little bit in the air and still land without planting the front end in a sand dune with that uh, that capability of approach angle. And then the ground clearance we get from the 37s is fabulous. And we've made it so you can put that 37 up under the bed. So you don't have to mount it in the bed. It mounts to the frame up under it. So uh, a lot of that capability came out of that new five link in the rear. We've got the ability to control the axle so much better. So we actually can put a 37 on without it hitting the box, right? You've never been able to do that with the old leaf spring that we had yeah. back. Never. <laughs> How am I going to do a long-term for radio? i got to figure out. Okay, I can't talk to you no more. i got to figure out how to do a long-term. Hell, what are you talking about? i got to figure out how to get in this truck. So from a production standpoint, nothing's changed. You're going to build trucks just like you've been building them, and people will buy them, and you'll just keep building. There's no limitations on any particular vehicle. Right, right. So we it's uh it's pretty amazing. Even though we've got a totally new five link, I was just at, you know, Dearborn truck earlier this morning and we build in pre production there in the factory and they build right alongside all the F one fifties we build there. So uh we can build the demand, they'll be available in the dealerships this summer. <laughs> COVID, go away so we can have a press event. Please go away. I'll wear two masks. I'll wear a diaper, whatever you need me to do. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not even going to get into pricing because for people that are going to look at a Raptor, it's 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 irrelevant. You know, because it's not what it's not the price of the truck; it's what you get out of it. And I think what you have done by virtually rebuilding the Raptor, you know, it's it's got. I mean, gosh. I mean, I've never had a negative word from a Raptor owner yet, except there's some old guys out there that still wish the 6.2 was there. And every time I've asked him, have you driven the new V6 EcoBoost, he goes, no. Well, then how could you say that? That's like saying I hate turnips, but I never ate a turnip. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of torque capability out of the 3.5. So we've modified it again for the truck. So we've got... uh got a much improved torque curve and uh, we added active exhaust from the Shelby's so now a, we've uh, responded to our customers to give that that EcoBoost a little bit more attitude as you pull away to have a little bit more of the soundtrack of, of that true uh, order content so it, uh, it sounds a lot better uh, than the Gen 2 so we're pretty excited about that. All right, get my information from John Delmonique, and the next time you go to Borrego, you let me know, all right? All right. We'll see you, Dave. All right, buddy. Hey, keep up the good work. I mean, you, your jaw must be hurting because you've been smiling the whole time we did this interview. <laughs> hey, yes, it, uh, you did bring back a lot of fabulous memories, so I appreciate the talk, man. Hey, buddy, anytime, you know, car guys are car guys. Take care, man, and have a great week. You too. See you, bud. Because I joke that you're late in the bed that was made, and I'm not going to fade as soon as you close your eyes. And you know it. Every time I scratch my nails down someone else's back, I hope you feel it. Well, can you feel it? 
This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.